We're going to start a new series um, called Baggage. Everybody say baggage. Uh, if there's one thing you don't ever want to do, it's uh, lose your baggage on a flight when you're on vacation. And um, so we're going to be looking at baggage and how God is able to set us free through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I'm excited over these next uh, few weeks. Now, next week we have the block party, so or the summer party, so we're going to be having the 11 o'clock service. Uh, so we won't be doing the baggage uh, series next Sunday, but we're going to continue with it the week after that. And so we'll be kind of carrying over uh, throughout this month uh, talking about how uh, Jesus is able to set us free. And so um, what, what the idea is today is that as we were coming in, we all have different paths and different experiences and, and, uh, in life. And uh, some of those things we carry with us through life and some of them hinder us or kind of slow us down from experiencing the best that God has for us. So we're going to be talking about freedom in Christ and what that looks like. So here's, here's kind of the idea, and I want to build on this idea this morning, and that's this. Freedom in Christ means that I go from undergoing to overcoming. Let me say that again. Freedom in Christ means that I go from undergoing to overcoming. Obviously a play on words there where the opposite of under is over, and the opposite of going is coming. So we've got this idea that freedom in Christ, if we could define that, would look like this. Going from undergoing in life, and life just happening, and us being a result of our past, or uh, our relationships, and things that we deal with, and so forth, being a, a result of those things. Or we can be an overcomer, a person who really experiences freedom on an everyday basis. Now, I want us to look in the Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse number 21. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse number 21. And before we kind of uh, start with this passage, and this is really the foundation for what we're talking about, um, Israel decided as a nation that they wanted to be just like every other nation. And every other nation on the, on the earth had a king or a leader that they could turn to, look to for counsel, to advice, for leadership other than Israel because God was Israel's king. And so Israel became jealous of other nations and said, we want to be just like every other nation. And so Israel uh, decided that that's what they wanted. And uh, Samuel, uh, being a man of God, was really brokenhearted about the entire thing. And God was hurt by it as well. But Israel persisted in deciding, we want to be a nation just like every other nation. We want to have a king. So there's this process of, of choosing uh, the king for Israel. And so this is going to be Israel's first king. And so Saul, everybody say Saul. Saul is the figure we're going to be talking about this morning. Saul is one who has chosen to be king. Now we find him in this passage in verse number 21 and 23 of 1 Samuel 10. Check this out. Then he brought forward the tribe of Benjamin, clan by clan, and Matri's clan was chosen. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen. But when they looked for him, when they looked for him, he was not to be found. So they inquired further of the Lord, has the man not come here yet? And the Lord said, yes, he has hidden himself among the baggage. They ran and brought him out, and, his, and he stood among the people. He was a head taller 
than all the others. Now, now I, I know right from the beginning, the baggage, the stuff that he was hiding behind could have been barrels or it could have been just stuff that was there, physical things, tangible things that he was hiding behind. Here we have Saul that's about to be the king of this nation, a nation that was chosen by God to be the greatest nation on earth. And here Saul is the one that is going to be chosen. And when Saul's name is picked, do you remember being in school and like you were the last kid in the whole line of kids that were going to be on the team and all the other kids were picked and all of a sudden now it's like, you know, now they pick like Ryan. Of course, I was always the first person you'd pick in school growing up to be on the kickball team. But some of you out there, it was, it was the last name. Could you imagine if, like, you were the one, you were, like, the team captain, your name was picked, and, like, you were so timid and so much in fear. Here's where Saul is. Saul is at a place where he's about to step into kingship. He's about to be a leader. He's about to be a king. And when, when the people are looking for him, Saul is over behind the keyboard, like, I don't think I can do this. Right? And he's hiding, and God is saying, This is the one that's going to be king. And the Bible says Saul hid himself behind the baggage. Now, this is, this is where we get because there's all kinds of different baggage now. And when we talk about baggage, we're talking about more than just like a, a, a barrel or some stuff on the earth, but we all hide behind baggage. It's just stuff that we pick up because we travel through life. When you travel through life, you just pick up bags. How many's ever run through the woods when you're a kid? And when you get on the other side, you've got all these burrs that are stuck all over your hair and your clothes, and it's just running through the woods. And you get out on the other side, and you're just covered in stuff. And some of us would call those things issues. And we kind of dealt with that a couple months ago in a series. And I would have everyone look at each other and say, "I know you got some issues." And we dealt with some of that stuff. But now, now that we're kind of past that series. We're past this series of issues, but guess what? You need to look at the person next to you and tell them, I know you still got some issues. <laughs> it's this journey. It's a race. It's a thing that we're running. It's a marathon of going in this journey, this traveling through life, and we pick up baggage. And let me give you some of the things that I just quickly wrote down that could be defined as baggage. Um, bitterness can be baggage. Offense can be baggage. Religion can be baggage. Depression can be baggage. Fear, abuse, addiction, anger, wrong mentalities, poverty mentalities, the way that you were raised. If you were raised thinking that you were an undergoer and not an overcomer, that's going to affect you mentally, what you expect out of life, what you're believing for, how you live for God. Low self-esteem can be baggage, and it can affect a lot. Pride, jealousy, being critical can be baggage. If you grew up in a critical house with critical people, you can become critical also. And it's interesting how, how you're raised. So we deal with all these things, jealousy, anger. We deal with, with all these uh, weights that kind of weigh us down in life, things that kind of hold us under or keep us down. When I was five years old, um, my mother committed suicide. And as a child growing up, you know, at, at that point, obviously you don't think as a kid that you're going to have to deal with stuff because you just know you learn how to deal with it. And my defense mechanisms kind of kicked in. And so, you know, later on in life it's difficult sometimes for me, the baggage that I carry sometimes because God is still healing me. How many know healing is a process? It's not something that happens overnight. And it's not like you just, like, pray and then you walk out like... Oh, I went to the baggage series, and now I have no baggage, and I'm cool, you know. It's not like that. It's every one of us have baggage. And, and my baggage sometimes is in, in relationships and feeling rejected and so forth. But my defense mechanisms kick in, and I act like it doesn't affect me, but it affects me. 
It affects me. Because we all get hurt, right? We're all in relationships that don't turn out like we wanted them to. We go get into a business decision with someone and that goes sour. And the person that we were in relationship with now, it's kind of broke off. Or a marriage falls apart, it dissipates. And now we're trying to get back into relationships. But when we get back into relationships, we're dealing with the same stuff with a new person. Why do we deal with the same stuff with a new person? It's because we carry all that old baggage into a new relationship. And you can't carry old baggage into a new relationship and the new relationship be new. It's just going to be just like the old. Because that baggage affects our life in such a great way. And so we deal with all these kind of things in life. And Saul is here and he's hiding behind baggage. And all of us this morning, whether we want to admit it or not, we have baggage in our life. We have issues. We have stuff that we're believing that God is going to set us free and allow us to experience that freedom. But for me, my baggage would be rejection. Rejection. Because with my mom dying and committing suicide at a young age, I felt rejected. See, And so because I felt rejected, I learned how to fight against rejection, but it's something that I've carried with me even to this day. And you're affected by your past whether you want to admit it or not, but the reality is we don't have to undergo, which means our past doesn't have to define our future. When you're an overcomer, your future begins right now. Like you decide right now that from this point forward, I'm not going to allow my past to dictate or control the direction of my life. I'm going to determine that my pursuit of Jesus Christ, my pursuit of who he is, and the freedom that he has for me, and we're going we're gonna to really break this down in a real practical way as to how that looks on an everyday basis, but your pursuit, your traveling through life and your journey, all of it looks like a pursuit of Jesus Christ. And in pursuing Jesus, that baggage that holds us back and holds us down is something that begins to fall off, but we've got to choose, we've got to choose to let it go. So Saul was one who was hiding behind baggage, and the question this morning is, what baggage do we hide behind? See, unforgiveness could be bitterness again, it could be offense. You get offended at one church, then you go to another church, but you carry all the old baggage from the old church to the new church, and somehow, why is it I keep getting offended at churches? Because you carry offense with you. And so what happens is you get to a new place, but you open up the baggage and you unpack. See what I'm saying? And, that, and that's what happens. When Katar and I go to the hotel, um, and, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, there's, everybody's a little bit different. Some people like to unpack bags and put them all in the, in the drawers and stuff. And sometimes I like to do that. And she likes to kind of live from outside the, the suitcase and not unpack because she's like, this is not home. So I ain't, I ain't living here, so I'm not going to unpack all my clothes and put them in them dirty drawers, you know, with, with everybody else's clothes was in there. That, you know, you open up those drawers, it never smells good. So she's like, I'm not going to do that. But the way I am, I like to unpack bags and put them in drawers and, like, I'm about to live there for a while because I paid 50 bucks. <laughs> so I want to use every inch of the hotel room, the drawers, you know what I'm saying? And that's just how it is. And so... Um, but everybody's different, but the reality is a lot of times with the baggage emotionally and the baggage that we carry spiritually and so forth, well, when we get to a new place or a new relationship or God is doing something new in our life and we're affected by the old things, it's because it's baggage, it's stuff 
We've got to look back and say, what in this new relationship is affecting me so great that I'm having the same result over and over and over and it becomes a cycle? It's because we get to the new thing, the new church or the new relationship or the new job. See what I'm saying? It's not always everybody else's fault that you can't keep a job for six months. Jeez, like three people was like, amen. Maybe you carry baggage and unpack it and get it all set up and you deal with the same stuff in every job you go to, every relationship you get into, every church you get to, offense, why is that? Because you've unpacked your bags and you're going to live in that, whatever it is, and you're going to hide behind it because you have a right because you were hurt or you had to deal with this. And I'm dealing with some real stuff this morning, but that's the reality and I deal with it as well. I deal with rejection. You can, you, you know, with, with Qatar, there's times where if I'm hurt, I just shut down and I'm, you know, it's, it's like, I'm not dealing with it, not talking about it, you know. And I've got to deal with that because that is the baggage that I carry, that I carry. But what baggage do you carry? What are things that maybe you brought in even this morning? And, and so this morning, is kind of the idea is we're going to do a baggage check. We're going to kind of look back on our past and say, what are the things that are affecting us and allowing God to reveal those things? Because I believe God is able, through a life of prayer, to begin to reveal some of those things that are baggage in our life. For this first step, would kind of be like this, getting to a place where you say, you know what, God, I want you to reveal what's in my heart. Like David said, he said, you know, uh, search my heart, O oh God. What's he saying? Make sure there's nothing in me that looks like baggage that's going to hold me back from what you desire for me. And so Saul was in a place, and we see Saul's life, and we see him dealing with the baggage of his life and insecurity. David comes on the scene, this young shepherd boy that kills Goliath. You remember the story? David and Goliath, Sunday school story. But David goes out, and he slays like 10,000 men. In, in, in this battle, and, and he's coming back into town, and people are throwing this huge parade in the celebration, and everybody's saying this, Saul, who is king, has slayed a thousands, but David is ten thousands. Like tens of thousands of men David slew, but Saul has slew his thousands. And Saul became angry at that point, and from that point forward, his heart was changed, and that became baggage because he had been offended by the people, and all throughout Saul's life, and eventually we see where the baggage of Saul's life cost him the throne. Cost him his throne, which is an indication to me, like, in the pursuit of God and what God desires for us, whether it's serving him or, or business things or at school or whatever it is, if we keep unpacking our baggage and living in that and hiding behind it like Saul did, eventually it's going to cost us. It'll cost us. It'll cost you relationships. It'll cost you good things. It'll cost you uh, sometimes a job. Sometimes it'll cost you uh, a ministry. Sometimes it'll cost you all. I mean, there's just some, a lot of things that it could cost. And for Saul, it cost him his destiny, his purpose, his kingship. And so here's the challenge. That's kind of the why. Here's the challenge. The challenge is in Hebrews 12 in verse number 1. This is what it says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let me start from the end. The race marked out for us tells me there's this journey that we're taking that's marked out, right? So we start at the end and we say this. There's a race that's marked out for us, 
But in that, we've got to run with perseverance. So let's keep tracking back from the end of the verse. And it says this. There's a race that's marked out for us. We have to run with perseverance. But there is sin that easily entangles us. But here's what's, what's interesting. It doesn't just say there's sin, but it says there's everything. Or another version would say weight and sin that easily entangles. Which indicates to me that there's some things in life that can hold you back from God's best that aren't sin. They're just going to hold you back. And you've got to determine, that's what we're going to call baggage here this morning. There's some stuff over these next few weeks that we're going to deal with called baggage. And I just want to lay a foundation this morning. But there's some stuff that we call baggage that are weights, that are things that hold us back or wear us out. See, they wear us out in our race. They're things that we have to throw off. And as we backtrack through this verse, it says that there's sin that entangles us. There's weight that hinders us. And it says, let us throw it off, which means that our journey with God is very intentional. Like you can't just come to church and do your thing and then come back to church Sunday and do your thing and then come back to church Sunday, hear a good message, and then do your thing through the week. And then it's just like this process. But there's some stuff in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ that you have to be very, very intentional about. And that's, that's where we're at this morning, and that's where we're at through this series, where we start from a place that says, God, search my heart. And, and then we start with a place of honesty that says, you know what, there are some things that are weights, that are baggage that I'm carrying around, and it's affecting how I think, it's affecting how I talk, it's affecting how I perceive others, it, it affects how I perceive my spouse, it affects how I perceive my kids, it affects how I live as a parent. There's just baggage. Look at the person next to you and tell them, I know you got baggage. <laughs> we, we know it. We know it. And we hide behind it. We hide behind it. But, but listen, listen. It cost Saul his throne. And the question is this morning is, what are you willing to give up to keep carrying that baggage? What are you willing to give up to stay offended? What are you willing to let go of, to be jealous? What are you willing to lose because of bitterness? What are you willing to not take advantage of that God has for you because of unforgiveness? Saul lost his throne, what are you gonna lose? What am I gonna lose? What do I miss out on in life because I'm not willing to say, God, search my heart? And start from a place of honesty that says, God, Maybe it's not the other person. Maybe there's some stuff I got to deal with. See, when, when, when you're, in, when you're in, in broken relationship after broken relationship and dealing with issues, with stuff in life, and it's always the other person's fault, chances are there's baggage that you're carrying that you're just not identifying. And it starts with a place of honesty. It starts with a place where we say, God, search our heart. And so this, this is what uh, Paul says in Hebrews. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders let us throw off everything that hinders us. Uh, it's, it's a picture of a runner in a Greek foot race who, before running, would throw off everything, anything that was a weight. I started running um, a few weeks ago, and, and I'm not a runner. I don't enjoy running. I hate running. I despise it. I feel like it's a sin to run. <laughs> I feel like God would never run. Jesus, you never see in the Bible where Jesus ran for recreation, so I'm not going to, because I'm going to do what Jesus does. 
And Jesus doesn't run. And so I'm just like, I'm not built for it. So I decided to go ahead and start running. I don't know why. Uh, the sinner that I am, I guess. And so I gave in to the temptation to decide to get healthy. And so um, God puts me with someone here at the church that still holds the cross-country track record for Marion High School, which is not someone you want to start running with. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to pick a running partner, pick somebody that doesn't run as fast as you and can't run as far as you because it makes you feel a whole lot better about how far you got when they give up. But he just, he just keeps running like, like, like I could keep eating. I just enjoy doing what I do, and he enjoys running, and he just continues to run, and I'm panting the whole time, and I can't hardly breathe. I feel like I've got asthma kicking in. I have no asthma. I just feel like miserable. The whole time is miserable. I'm, I, I, in the morning, wake up, put on my running shoes, and and I, I, like, wear myself out tying my shoes. I'm so out of shape. <laughs> and I'm standing up like, oh, this is going to be bad. And I'm outside and I'm stretching. And one of the things that I'm always conscious of is, like, picking running attire that just weighs less. I mean, that's one of the things that you think about. You think about how can I lose some of this weight because I'm going to be running. And the more weight that I have, the more that I carry with me. I mean, you never see... You know, runners, like, if they're just running long distance, you never see runners, long distance runners, like, carrying all kinds of weight with them or, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff that would weigh them down. Now, a sprinter learns to sprint sometimes by building up with strength, with weight, and so forth. But long distance runners, it's all about perseverance. It's all about endurance. And the relationship that you have with God through Jesus Christ has nothing to do with sprinting. It has everything to do with long distance, like cross-country running, where you throw off every weight that's going to hinder you so that you can run long-term, which means it's a journey. There's going to be some days that you wake up in your relationship with God. You wake up and, and you're pursuing Jesus, but you're not going to feel like you're a believer. There's some days where you don't feel like running the race. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like putting in the time and the effort that it takes. But the reality is... Uh, it's worth it, see, because we miss out. We miss out if we allow that weight to hold us down. And this is what it says in the first part of that verse if we backtrack all the way to the beginning. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, I don't, I don't preach for three hours anymore. I used to. So what I like to do is I want to challenge you to, to read Hebrews 11 this week. In your own time, in your own study, read Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11 says a whole list of men and women that are men and women of faith, those that, uh, that are running the race, that live their lives for God. None of them were perfect. All of them have issues. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 11 is full, full of people that are, are basically like baggage-carrying believers. Those that were like carrying baggage like Noah and Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. Gideon, Gideon had all kinds of baggage. You read that for yourself. This is what Paul says, since we're surrounded by all these people that were baggage-carrying believers that learned to seek after God and deal with baggage in life and continue to serve God. You say, can I come to church and can I be a believer with baggage? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. The Bible's full of baggage-carrying believers. Hebrews 11's full of it. Full of baggage-carrying believers. And Hebrews 11 builds into this first verse in Hebrews 12. Since we're surrounded by all those baggage-carrying believers that are cheering us on, that are saying, you can make it. Let us then throw off every weight and sin that easily entangles us. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Don't give up. Don't give up. But allow God to search our hearts. Here's the good news. Let me give you the good news. It's in John 8, verse number 36. It says this. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Which means I don't just get free in Christ, I stay free. I'm free indeed. And that doesn't mean I don't deal with baggage anymore. When I'm free, it doesn't mean that, that it, you know, the baggage, just I just forget about it and it's no longer there. I believe I am free this morning from rejection. I am free from rejection. As I stand up here, I am free from rejection. But that doesn't mean there's times I don't deal with it. That doesn't mean there's times that it doesn't try to pop itself back up. Like that Geico commercial with the little cash with the eyeballs. What's that, right? It pops back up just in random places, and I feel that. And it's a reminder now when I feel it that I'm free. When before, when I felt it, it was a reminder that I was bound. When you're free, when you feel the baggage or the issues, it's simply a reminder of God saying, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget the past that I set you free from. And we all have it, don't we? Let's all stand up to our feet this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God. As Saul hid behind baggage, many times we hide behind baggage as well. But I thank you this morning that even this week we'll be mindful of the reality that we have to be honest with ourselves and honest with you. With the belief that every one of us, just in our journey and our traveling through life, there's a stuff we still are dealing with. And in our relationship with you, there's still stuff you are trying to deal with in our lives, God. Somebody here this morning grew up in church and they heard so much of religion and what they couldn't do in life and they are still carrying those mentalities around with them, God. And your heart, God, is for us to be set free from baggage. And we're set free through a relationship, Jesus, with you. And so I pray this morning that in this place, as, it, as Brett plays a keyboard, that every one of us would take a moment and just consider the last time we allowed you to search our hearts. God, as you search our hearts, Father, I thank you that through your son, Jesus Christ, that when we're free, we are free indeed. Like it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So with your heads bowed and eyes closed, just take a moment and allow your prayer to be, God, search my heart. Search my heart. Search my heart. Maybe it's not the other person. Maybe there's stuff you're carrying around that's causing you to perceive what you're going through in the wrong way. Maybe it's not the boss. Maybe it's not your spouse. Maybe it's not your kids. God, these are tough issues. 
that we've got to deal with because if Saul eventually lost his throne, I believe, God, that we can lose things if we hold on to the baggage of our past. But I thank you this morning that you're able to set us free from our past. I thank you that you're able to allow us to experience a new freedom, God, this day. I thank you, God, that our lives can be brand new, that you can create in us a new person, that you can create in us, God, a person that allows unforgiveness to to let go of that bitterness and let go of that offense and let go of that anger and those wrong mentalities or that low self-esteem and you allow us to experience something new for our future, God. And I pray, God, as we go through this entire series of baggage that you would touch every person's heart, God, to begin in a place where we say, God, search me, search me, search me. If you're here with your heads bowed and eyes closed, there's no way, there's no way that a message, a message can set you free if Jesus Christ is not involved in it. Because you don't get set free because you hear a person talk. You get set free because you allow Jesus Christ to come into your life and through the power of the Holy Spirit, he begins that work in your life. He begins that work in your life. And if you're here with your heads bowed and eyes closed and you can say, you know what? There's still some stuff I'm dealing with and I know it affects me. I know it. I know it brings me down. I know it weighs on me. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for God just to search my heart, just to begin at a place, begin at a place. And maybe you've been dealing with some of this stuff for a while, and you just want to be at a place of honesty where you say, you know what? I know I'm still dealing with this stuff, but I'm, I'm willing for God to continue, continue that work in me. Here's, here's the good news. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. You're free indeed. If you're here with your heads bowed and eyes closed, you say, you know what? I want the Holy Spirit to do a work in my life. I want Jesus Christ to be truly Lord of my life. And I want that relationship with him to make the difference for me. If that's you, would you just lift a hand right where you're at, just a place of honesty. God, you see the hands. You know the hearts. You see the hands and you know the hearts. You see the hands and you know the hearts. You see the hands and you know the hearts, God know our heart, God. We open up our lives to you. Today we choose to begin to throw off everything that hinders us, God. Everything that hinders us. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life to set us free. And I pray today as we go from this place that we would go with a newfound sense of freedom. Maybe the beginning of a journey or the ongoing pursuit of the life that you really have for us. Thank you that our past does not have to control us, that we don't have to undergo, but we can overcome. And I thank you for overcomers here today. Whether we feel like it or not, your word says that we are overcomers through Jesus Christ. And we thank you that we are overcomers this morning. We thank you that we're not undergoing our past, but we're overcoming into our future. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone said with a big... Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Let's praise God. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for the freedom that is ours, God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're able to do in our lives. And here's, here's my challenge. Here's my challenge. Get into Hebrews 11. Study that out. But as you do that, find, find some time this week with God. You know, if it's, it's one of the days this week where you can just get away with God and, and allow him to heal some of those things. And I know, Qatar, you've dealt with stuff in your past as well as I have, and you had to allow God to heal you of 
different things. I mean, it's just a process, you know. Yeah. I remember before I met Ryan, I gave my life to the Lord, and um, I didn't grow up with a father in the home. So I had real big issues with men. And so my the first person I really fell in love with completely was it was dysfunctional and broke my heart. So when I met Ryan, he was a really great guy, and he was really handsome and just handsome. <laughs> he needs help. I got to build him up. And but he would, you know, he was so great. But that wall would go up. My baggage would pop up, and I'd be like, oh, I'm freaking out because I didn't trust men, you know. And so God had to work. Even our first year of marriage, God had to really work that out in me and I just kept going before him and saying God give me a pure heart help me to see things how you see things help me to lay my baggage down and leave it and I'd leave it and then five days later I'd go pick it back up (laughs) you know but you know it was a process and over time God's really healed me of that and so it's not something that I deal with anymore it's like God just completely has set me free so there is freedom in Jesus so keep pursuing keep asking Keep laying the bags down. Even if you fall and you pick the bags up, just go back to Jesus because he loves you and he wants you to truly walk in the freedom that he has for you. So find time, like Ryan said this week, to get alone with God. We are so glad that you decided to worship with us today. Um, If it's your first time, again, make sure you fill out your um, little perforated section of your handout. You can still drop that off at the cafe. There'll be people down here to, to agree and believe God with you. If you're believing to be free of something or you want to accept Jesus into your life for the first time, there'll be people down here that can pray with you and believe that with you. And before we go, we want to confess the blessing of ourselves and over our week that my best and most blessed days are ahead of me. Go in the blessing of the Lord. We love you. God loves you. We'll see you back next week. Don't forget, 11 o'clock service next week.